0: Mom, where are my cleats? Dad, are you gonna
1: be able to come to my play? (sighs) He forgot his lunch today. I have a science project due tomorrow. Hey, mom, can I have some friends over? What time does the game start?
0: Can we please? Am I driving or are you driving? She
1: has a performance tonight. The laundry is out of control. Where is his
0: jersey? (sighs) Welcome to the Victory Couch Podcast with Rick and Julie Randall.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando.
0: And I'm Rick Rando. And
1: we're here.
0: We made it to the couch, Juliana.
1: And we're deep in fall days. We are I'm leaves are it. starting to fall. There's I'm a loving it. crisp air and the wind and all the fall stuff. And we're one day closer to winter and Shh, snow. Psh, 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 psh. Hey, that hmm
0: Yeah, be present in the fall I know. in the best season that's I ever know, been I know. created. I know.
1: Anyhow, well, how's this week going for you, Richard? It's good. Yeah? It's
0: good. Very busy. Yes. But that's normal.
1: We're about to round out our week. We're going into, uh, you know, kind of just celebrating how things went and kind of sharing with all of you. If you're not sure and this is your first time on the Victory Couch, we'll just share how things go. You'll hear a couple things from me, a couple questions from me, a couple questions from my amazing husband, Richard David. Thank you. And we do not know what the other person will ask. We're gonna answer off the top of our head and candidly and as authentically as you can humanly possibly yeah. get. so
0: And the victory couch is set up where I'm on the left, Julie's on the right. We have very different views of how things sort of work in life and th- and so on and so forth. And um, yeah, so here funny thing, mm-hmm. I've been asking a lot of our, Listeners, um, specifically, you know, people that have connected with us on social media. So are you a left couch leaner mm. or a right couch mm. leaner? Interesting. And it's pretty crazy how many people say they're right in the middle or they're middle left or they're middle right, mm. which okay. means middle right would be leaning towards Julie. Middle left would be leaning towards me. But, n- but no one. That I have met
1: exactly one or the other is
0: pure left or pure right.
1: That's what makes us so uniquely us, though, right? Yeah, I mean absolutely. I want someone to be exactly like me.
0: Well, you know, and but here's the thing, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I gotta of, of all the episodes that we've done, uh-huh. um, you know, the the cereal first, milk second, right, uh, or or talking about you know things you would take with you on a deserted island and things like that. You'd think I, I would figure, well, somebody out there is thinking just like me. Mm-hmm. And nobody has no. nobody's well, just like me.
1: You know, you're a one of a kind leader <laughs> kind of brain. Richard. I guess, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, one, welcome. One day, who knows? Maybe there's going to be a. I, I'd hate to do a hashtag team Rick and team Julie because no. that creates division. That's right. We don't right. want to do that. It's this very is polarizing. Here. We don't need
0: that. We're on the couch, yeah. unified, together, together yes. celebrating wins together. That's right. So, right here. Yes. High five. high five. Boom. Boom. Your first question.
1: All right. Okay. Hmm, I'm kind of deciding which way I want to lean today. I think I'm going to go with something fun. Yes. All right. We're close to the next holiday on the calendar, which is Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it takes me back to memories of us trick-or-treating in our neighborhood with our kids and also when we were little. And as I tell our kids, hey, I'm going to need your costume idea soon because if not, all the good ones are taken. So... My question to you today is, do you have a memory of a favorite either childhood costume of your own for Halloween or, I guess and or, is there a costume that either of our children were in to date that you were particularly fond of?
0: Wow. Okay. Well, if you are a local in the Western Maryland area- Uh 40-some years ago, oh, you would know that my mother handmade every single one of our Halloween costumes when we were little, okay? And we would get into the Hagerstown Mummert Parade, Mummert Parade, I think that's what it was called, and um, we would always win first place. Really? Yes, was every year? Every year. It was a big,
1: So people big kind thing. of despised you as children. Yes.
0: Well, my mother specifically because of her, her amazing her, her sewing. Her crafty abilities. Her sewing talent and her amazing, um, yes, <laughs> her skills as a creator. But uh, you know that show Making It? Yeah. Right? Oh, we love
1: that show with think, Amy Poehler. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: my mom was the original Making It
1: yeah. human. What, yeah.
0: Yeah. She, she would can- just...
1: She can do a lot.
0: And my dad was pretty crafty, too, like, after he got directions from my mom. (laughs) So, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, oh, my gosh, my daughter, my, sorry, my sister was Cleopatra one year, and she had a stand that she would sit on, and she had, like, Jewels and a headdress and a, you know, a scepter. I feel like I've seen and that photo. And my dad yeah. was, I mean, I don't know how PC this was, but he was the slave that he would dress. He was dressed oh, like a, like an Egyptian slave and was pulling her as she was waving and, you know, on pillows. and so. oh, I mean, it was c- very regal, crazy. The, um, the amount of detail. I remember that one. I was a bumblebee one year, uh, a dog one year. Um, my dad was the dog catcher so uh we would go down and and you know he was trying to catch me at this big net and uh, of course he could never catch me and i was a mischievous dog how about that anyway um but yeah i was a um had yeah, just amazing costumes my mom was the costume queen now you fast forward all these years later you could pretty much order any costume that you can even think of as soon as the internet sort of came online you you could order some of these Costumes, maybe in more simplistic form format, but my mom would spend the entire year working on a costume, hand sew everything. Uh, Everything was to fit. I remember trying on uh, different different costumes uh, over the years to make sure it would fit, and then she would have to allow growth because I'm trying this thing on in like (laughs) April, like well he's going to grow a little bit, so we're going to make the feet just a little bit bigger. Right. I remember he she dressed me up as a dragon one year, Mm -hmm. and she handmade all the scales on the dragon on the back it had this huge tail that would swing oh, and wow. put, put wheels on the tail so it would swing oh, back and forth goodness, yeah so uh so yeah for me it was halloween was kind of a big deal i don't remember going out into like the neighborhood with those costumes on because those were only like
1: school parade yeah those bird. were only for
0: yeah. like the big parade that we would go to um and and win every year. <laughs> so, in fact, uh, we went to Rule Studios and got our pictures taken in the Halloween costume every year, wow. just to mark the mm-hmm. the the. I have those downstairs. We can go through them, Jules, yeah. if you want. Yeah. Those
1: are some of your favorite costumes, though.
0: Favorite costumes, yeah. yeah I think for our kids, oh my gosh, our kids just are. Just give me
1: one of each. One that you remember of Dylan and one of Lawson that you really thought was particularly them or particularly memorable.
0: Um, Lawson went is a. Um, I don't know. He went as uh, Mickey Mouse one year. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, he went as a shark one year. I think that yeah, probably is. Yeah, the tiger
1: shark costume. Yeah. That was so cute.
0: Yeah, we, we got the shark costume, and we put it on, and he was super disappointed. <laughs> and we couldn't figure out why, because it's he's a shark. He wanted to go as a shark, and we got a shark. I mean, it was uh-huh. an elaborate shark costume, right? And he goes, um, Mom, it's not a tiger shark. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of like, well... Okay, a shark's a shark, kind of right. And he's like, no, it needs a stripe on it. So grandma here, Grandma's grandma Rando, the one who
1: did it? She sure did. She
0: customized a she tiger did. stripe shark. about yep. uh, you know. She
1: broke out her old skills from the 80s and yeah. 90s, I guess, and yeah. made it happen.
0: She, she, yeah, she put that stripe on there and. Yep. You made it and yeah. hot glued it. And, and h-
1: boy, did it shine then. He really liked it yeah. once that <laughs> yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. That was, was cool again. That yeah. was a great one for him. Any memorable ones for D?
0: Oh, anytime she's dressed up like a <laughs> princess. Frozen, I think, oh, when she went as Elsa, dressed up. <laughs> and I don't know. Good she's memories. She's just, yeah.
1: Would you like to hear about my Halloween costume memories, Richard? I
0: would love to hear about your Halloween costume memories. I
1: have a couple to share. I'm going to bring two out of my childhood and teen days because, yes, I'd go to like, um, like a friend's house party and stuff. You know, like good mm-hmm. fun, good clean yeah. fun yeah. as a teen. And I want to say maybe ninth or tenth grade, I was Posh Spice from the Spice Girls and we all got together and there is a picture somewhere of that.
0: I would love to see that picture.
1: I'm sure I could find it pretty, pretty accessibly. You're
0: not going to put that on the internet. I
1: didn't say I was (laughs) going to do that. I don't know. Um, If enough people ask, maybe we'll see. I couldn't put the other people though. You know, maybe some smiley face stickers over their face. But yeah, yeah. yeah, we went as the Spice Girls and I want to say ninth or 10th grade just to a friend's house and had a little Halloween party there. When I was younger, my mom, she might have not... Uh, you know, one first place at the Halloween parade in Hagerstown, but she did make some of my costumes too. And one of the ones I remember that my mom made was a giant bag of peanut m and So nice. it was like yellow with the M&M's going down it. I was probably in like fourth or fifth grade when I had that one. And that's one I like. There were ones I did not love. Um, you know, like I, when I was starting to get older and I couldn't figure out what to be one year, it was like, just be a clown. And I hate clowns. And I was like, do that and I did but it was for like a church Halloween cakewalk kind of thing we used to do every year but as a kid those two things popped up in my head I mostly love costumes for our kids because much like what we do for picture day which is you can wear whatever you want on picture day for our kids for Halloween they can dress up there is no like hey why don't you be my little pony or what it's like what do you want to be yeah and my I'd say my top favorite costumes would be the year that we did Peter Pan and Tinkerbell for the kids. Mm-hmm. And you were Captain Hook and I was Wendy. Yeah, Do you remember that? Yeah, I like that. So that was a really memorable one. I, I kind of love that. I think Law was in, he was like six and D was two. Yeah. And that was a really sweet, sweet costume. Um, and another one, so I think of that. And then. I was thinking about the year that you were the man with the yellow hat and Lawson was curious George. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. He was so young, I th- probably like 3. Yeah. So it was right before Dee was born. And it was a really stormy, kind of crazy night. Do you remember that? Yeah. We went in like our local best friend's neighborhood. And you guys were so cute. But my gosh, it was really crummy weather. So yeah, I'm thinking of Halloween costumes. I was thinking of memories. And I was like, you know what? That's that's a good one for the couch.
0: I I will say that the year we dressed up as Star Wars characters was pretty cool too. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I was Darth Vader. And I, on my phone... I had the uh, Imperial March yes. that would play, so we would As walk up and houses. down the street. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was dun 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 <laughs> dun, dun, dun dun, right? Dun, dun, dun. So yeah. we both had the light up lightsabers, uh-huh. and that was so cute. Lawson was a stormtrooper, yeah.
1: So it See? was, it was good. Halloween is good fun. Yeah, it's good fun. You know
0: what? The crazy thing is, I was never into like haunted houses and gory. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just not me. Yeah, you know, I don't know, just. It's a part of your brain. I don't I'm just scared to unlock all that stuff, you know, to desensitize (laughs) Mm -hmm. with you know, chainsaws and knives and stuff like that. Anyway, and I, I teach martial arts, so isn't that weird? But anyway, um so when you get older you notice that Halloween like there's a definite difference between the fifth graders mm-hmm. and the first graders. The at first the graders parade, yes, yes. It's like, oh, it's so cute. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's a right. And then you get to fifth grade. It's, it's like, like, oh Bloody cheerleaders yeah, and that guy yeah. has like a severed head in his hand, you know, like and a machete. And you're <laughs> like, Wow. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? Uh, we just yeah.
1: Trying to assert themselves yeah. as older kids, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So but our kids never at this point knock on something. Whatever. Yeah. They've not reached that point where they're
1: asking to dress like, y- yeah. yeah, and like bloody stuff. Well, yeah. at least for the elementary school level, our school, our principal advises they're not allowed to dress. Oh, in really? Yeah, to do that? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, that's a rule there at our favorite local elementary school.
0: So that's interesting. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's just like, I think that's a sign. I, I think maybe it's me and me being selfish that it's a sign that your kids are growing up, mm. you know, because now they're into things that are like grown-up things and that's scary i mean i just want like bumblebees and you know
1: (laughs) princesses hey
0: one of one of um lawson's friends dressed up as a grab machine one year do you remember that
1: (gasps) yeah that was so so creative so creative his mom did it didn't yeah Yeah. they
0: made like a giant box that he wore and um you had like controls on the front and he was surrounded by like stuffed animals and yeah. stuff. and his friends could come up and hit the buttons so cute. and he would use his arms to reach down and give him we a stuffed animal.
1: costumes uh, yeah. so creative. It was so great. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, just for our friends on social media, just for kicks, why don't we uh, see your creative costumes, either of the past or present? you guys want to tag us on it that'd be really cool to see so yeah. costume ideas or costumes of the past yeah we'd love to see it so
0: i like that yeah that'd be cool that's a good question and Thanks. of the times
1: of course yeah we're gearing up
0: yeah i our like that kids
1: better get on their costumes because <laughs> i don't like bottom of the barrel choices i want to see what they can I come up with
0: so. my our, our son would is going to be a sports figure i can tell you right now well yes and our daughter is going to be probably a book character.
1: Yeah, she she told me she was thinking about being a newsie from ah, from the Newsies musical. I yeah. knew it. That's yeah, good. Well, well
0: speaking of our our kids, um, and you're going to be able to comment on this probably more so than than I will. So my first question is, in your opinion, with all of your um, experience, what is the best age to introduce a pet to your family? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay,
1: is this from my perspective when I was a child, yeah. what I want, or your, your, as an
0: adult? Your perspective from the right side of the couch.
1: Mm. When is the best age to int- Well, it depends on the pet. If it were a dog, mm-hmm. and depending on the breed, traditionally speaking, the smaller the breed, the longer the lifespan. I don't know if that's exactly correct, but I think I remember that. So let's say, for example the average dog on its best, like most extended life, let's go with like 13, 14 years for a really good long lifespan. If your kid's going to be in your house till 18, one would say four or five. Um, Depending on how many kids are in that house, you could be a parent with a puppy and a couple newborns and a four-year-old. I would not suggest that. I didn't go through that. We, if your listeners out there know that the only pets we have in our house are a little uh, gecko, a leopard print gecko and a beta fish. And that's about our speed. But when I was a kid, I grew up with dogs. My parents actually um, bred poodles and we had lots of dogs all the time around the house until, of course, they found homes. And then we ourselves had a couple of dogs, um, two poodles when I was a young kid. So, I mean, I have really good memories of that. But I think you got to be a little bit older to be able to be helpful but yet you want your kid to enjoy having a pet. I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there and say eight years old. I feel like okay. eight is enough to be responsible, excited. You know, it's not like they're 14 and they're like, you know, kind of over it, I guess. I don't know. It's hard. I'm not to that point, And we don't have any traditional pets like a cat or a dog. So from the parent perspective, I'm just going to throw that out there and wing it. But from when I was a kid, I have very great memories of my little toy poodle her name was tiny she was mine and she did not last 14 years she actually passed away before her eighth birthday she had some health conditions but um I have really good memories of of that dog and and her mom they were our both of our dogs Katie and tiny my brothers are rolling their eyes right now because they were not fans of the poodles my um, my my brother, who's who's next in line, if you will, age wise, he loves really big dogs. We grew up with teeny little toy poodles. He went out the first chance he could get, and has had large dogs for most of his life. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd say maybe that, maybe eight. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Um, I would say, from my experience mm-hmm. uh, of not owning a dog or a cat ever.
1: Yeah, in not my, a new in, in your childhood room in or my, here
0: entire life. Yeah. I think fish are great. They are the, they show the perfect amount of love and require the perfect amount of care. Um, I have I was very leery like you of when we got the the, the gecko. gecko because mm-hmm. we just didn't know anything about right. geckos and I think the guy the guy <laughs> the guy at the pet store I think he was doing a great job. Of explaining every minute, tiny little thing that could go wrong with this little... Creature. You know, reptilian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he really freaked us out. Yeah. Because he was... He's like, oh, this is not a lot of work at all. And then he gave like 50,000 things of what to do. And okay, well, if you do this, you got to do this. You got to feed him this and you got to change out this and you got to give him calcium. But not too much calcium. But if you give him too much calcium, it'll tail fall off. And then he goes and he's like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we this thing is not going to last a week. I even told Julie, I'm like, as before we even we had the cage on the counter, the gecko picked out, ready to to buy it. And I was like, Jules, this is a mistake. I'm telling you right now, this thing is not going to last a week. And the guy's like, oh, no, just bring it back. We'll get you another one. I'm like, what? This is, this is like, a, you know, I'm just thinking like, these aren't fish, man. These aren't fish. These are, these are gecko, you know, anyway. So I think in my, as my experience, with yeah. my experience in my, my young life, I will say, is I, I say you got to open your mind a little bit and, you know, get yourself out there with contained animals. Like fish and geckos.
1: Okay. I hear that. I'm gonna ask you to answer the question of the age though. Your question was what age oh, do you what think? What age? Is it? Yeah, that was your 45. question. Forty
0: five. Yeah, I think that's a good age.
1: Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> well that's well that you know, that was close to my age. Yeah,
1: sure. So okay. you know, hey, yeah.
0: fish any age. Okay. Anybody can feed a fish. I, I think the fish and and you know there's a there's it a lot of them
1: death as well you know cuz they yeah. don't last super long yeah
0: they don't yeah. or you know like i i don't know about like gerbils and stuff because you know they i don't that they, they just seem like they're always eating something you I th- know i think so, we're both a,
1: the general consensus of it depends which animal
0: yes i think i i could own a turtle i could see me being a turtle guy but i hear that they they, they i've smell. read they they smell, they smell a little bit yeah yeah,
1: yeah. i had so. a college friend who had two in her tank, and um yeah, they smelled after a while.
0: I remember you had a college friend who had a piranha. Yes. Do you remember that? R.I.P.
1: Meatball. That was. <laughs> if you're listening, you know who you are, girl. You had that massive tank. You know what's so funny? I was fishing the other night with my dad and law, and then this exact fish came up. My dad never talked the piranha. The piranha, because law said something about piranhas and teeth, and my dad was like, "You had that roommate, that college roommate who had." And mm-hmm, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And, That's and, so and funny.
1: I hadn't thought of meatball in probably dec- like over a decade. So it's twice a piranha
0: that eats meat, and you called. It, they called. Well, the, little, the you little piranha know, meatball. you know
1: my former roommate, well, lifelong yeah. friend, who yeah, chose she's, it. She's, she's hilarious. Awesome. So yeah, of course, called its name the piranha was meatball.
0: meatball, and that thing was humongous. Yeah, it was, it was huge. like a, the size of yeah. a like a softball.
1: Yeah, it was bigger, huge. Bigger, bigger, yeah. really? Yeah, it was bigger than that. Wow. Yeah. R. I. P. Meatball, you were hilarious and.
0: So, you know, how old, how old do you need to own a piranha or a shark or an eel or something? Mm, I'm going to say older older. than eight. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: consensus, I think it depends on the family. It depends on the maturity of the child and the type of animal. So I don't think there's a one size fits all answer on this one. All
0: right. Because I I knew that you had animals as a kid. So yeah, I was just trying to seek your wisdom on that.
1: So I'm going to go ahead and roll out another question for you. And I was going one way or the next. And because we talked about my old college friend, who actually is probably my longest running friend that I've known since elementary school. And she went to a different college, but then second year in transferred to my college. So we've known each other since we were like, I don't know, six or seven. And it makes me think about friendships, which we do talk a lot on the pod about this. But this is kind of a different twist of questions. When you are around your friends, here's what I know about you. You have friends that are a little bit older than you. A couple of them, some that you seek wisdom from, and you know the business world. Some that you just kind of go out to Cracker Barrel with. Some that you know from, like, you know, a couple men at church. You have friends who are older than us, and you have friends who are younger than us. And I've been thinking recently about what I guess we could call multi generational friendships. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can assume that you see some type of value in that, And mm-hmm. having friends from different generations. So I guess. My question to you is, why do you think it would be important to, when you're, you know, building your friendships and as you age, having multi-generational friendships?
0: Well, I would just say that defining friendship in this capacity is kind of like we talked about a couple episodes ago, that you have these layers of friends, okay? Um, And almost kind of like if you dissect the earth, there's, you know, there's the crust and the substrate and, you know, you go all the way down to the core. So your core friendships are people that, um, they, they know everything about you and they still love you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they know the good, they know the bad, they know the good and they celebrate you. They know the bad and they can't wait to pull you from that, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm a big Disney fan, so, you know, my friends know that I love Disney and Sometimes that's a bad thing because it's like, I got to get a Disney trip in there somewhere. I got to go. Um, and and Or, or you know, look, look I'm training for a marathon, so I, I can't go to that party today because I have to run six miles today. I got to get it in. So things like that where your core friendships are all about love and support and that they'll defend you verbally and physically if they need to, you know, to to the end, those people – Um, are hard to find so when you find that that is something that not only do you need to hold on to but needs to be celebrated and almost celebrated daily okay so your original question is why is it important to have friends of different tiers and and ages ages and Mm -hmm. statures and things like that because I think every situation is different you know I have friends where if I um, am going to talk football I know there's certain people that I could call or when the Washington commanders are on, I'm texting friends that are fans and we're talking about the game and I can't believe that this, ah, go for it. Why, why they kick the, the extra point. They should have went for two, you know, things like that. And because they can pour into me like my other friends cannot in that moment. Same thing. Like I have friends that I go to Cracker Barrel with because Cracker Barrel is at hometown cooking and you know, we can sit, it's very, um, loose there, so it's not stuffy at all. You know what you're going to get because it's the same food whether you go on a Tuesday or um, a Saturday night, and it's sort of have that relaxed vibe. You got the country music playing. It's a slower pace. You go out and you kind of meander through the through the, um, the the gift shop there, even though you don't need anything. And there's a certain type of person that I go to with that person because I know that they're going to be as relaxed as I am in that place. Whereas if I'm going to go to an, up, you know, an, upper, um, an upper end steakhouse, there's a certain type of person that I go there. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's important to sort of know your friends and know where they're going to feel comfortable so they can open up and be them. And when you have somebody that is them, regardless of how old they are, that's when you can truly start to learn from someone mm-hmm. because they're not being fake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: right? So whether you're 45 or 15, if you are real and authentic – You know and it our values align of course we can be friends it doesn't mean you're going to be a core friend though Mm -hmm. right you know you have that's that's earned over time you know so uh, i think the older you get the more wisdom you have because the more life experience you have but also, there are a lot of young people that are go-getters that are like, man, I just want to hang out with this guy. Like, he's got a million ideas. He, he, he just feels like he wants to make a difference in the world. And he still has that momentum and youthful exuberance that can perpetuate those dreams. Where you talk to, you know, like, I love hanging out with your dad. He's 70 plus, And, you know, we just watch guy movies. And he always, you know, brings up Pepsis and hides them in the refrigerator so I can find them like Easter eggs later. And, you know, I've told your dad this before. I just want to go to your house and not take any kids or my wife. I love you, but you have to stay here. And we're just going to watch man movies all day. We're going to we're going to have pizza. We're going to drink our Pepsis and just watch, you know, whatever man movie pops up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so would I would he feel comfortable in up uh, uh, an upscale steakhouse? Of course he you know he would go but that's not his scene that's not his vibe you know his like let's go to Bob Evans let's hang out, let's eat some biscuits let's talk about real life here And I think that there's wisdom in any age and any socioeconomic status, any background, any skin color, any ethnicity because everyone has a story the the thing that we're um, that we're so consumed with in our current age is judging somebody by, how they look, or what they say in a little clip. You take away this little snippet, and and that's who they are because that's the way media or social media defines you. But I think all of us have a deeper story to tell. You just have to be comfortable and real and realize that these connections that you've made and the people that you've put in your life in these friend circles, regardless of the layers, um, can pour into you. And as long as that's happening, hang out with that person. As soon as they take more than they give, time to go. Mm. Time to go. Yeah. So did that answer your question?
1: Kind of. Yeah. I mean, this discussion makes me think of as far as like authentically being mindful of, you know, seeking friendships in different age brackets. It's one thing that has happened to me. And up until I hit my 40th birthday, I was in a, I guess you could say every season There are five of us ladies, we are former co workers turned friends forever, probably that's the goal, it seems. And we had from 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. We had five ladies from five different decades of life up until I messed it up after I turned 40. And I paused on that one day and I was talking to a friend, we were taking a walk and I was like, you know, I have this group of friends and I don't even think of it that way. Right. I don't think of it that, you know, Oh, you know, this one's in her twenties and, you know, at the time I was in my thirties and, you know, my, my friend has a couple years, she's just a couple years ahead of me, you know, had already been in her low forties. And then this one's in her fifties and this one's in her sixties. Didn't even phase me because we did life together at work, you know, uh, at a, you know, my, my previous job. And, you it's really cool when I reflected on that where I was like, man, we're coming from so like perspectives, you know, backgrounds, hometowns, you name it, you know, who, who, you know, your, your voting lines, whatever. Everyone came from something a little bit different. And I thought about that pretty recently where I was like, you know, I think the importance of multi-generational voices pouring into you and you being able to pour into them is really, really powerful and it helps just like anything in life, it just peels back a perspective that maybe you didn't think of. And then you know I think back to our, our pilot episode we talked about mentorship and mentoring and what's cool about building those layers of friendship and, and different age brackets is that you can dip to you know a decade younger than you or two decades or three decades younger than you and pour into that and the, that same friendship, can be reciprocal and you're learning all of a sudden you're learning some like you know I I joke and say we will say things like oh is that a new like TikTok trend or you know whatever whatever the the cool it thing is or the slang that's used or things that I'm not privy to each day or someone who is you know two decades older than me and they're retired and I'm hearing about you know, where they're at in their life journey and getting encouragement about some life choices that I'm making in my middle life. So I think that multi-generational friendships are more powerful than we know. Yeah. And I never, I didn't seek out to have, like I said, five ladies from five different decades that we represented and still get together. I'd say every season, every like quarter we alternate seeing each other and whatnot. But, um, It's just cool. It's cool to do that. I was thinking about that the other day. And if someone were to tell me, you know, like 10, 15 years ago, hey, that's going to be an important group for you, I I don't know if I really would have not believed them, but I I wouldn't have really processed that that is valuable in the way that it is.
0: Well, you don't know what you don't know. And when you hang out with people that are more seasoned or people that have been there done that, it's kind of like... It's almost kind of like when you're young, you're worried about this, this, and this. And you talk to somebody that's older, like, yeah, don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be. Or, you know what? That guy, he was wrong for you anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, because every time he walked by a mirror, he was lift up his shirt to look at his abs. <laughs> like, that's that's the wrong person. But in the moment, you you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. when you hang out with people that are smarter than you, mm-hmm. that are more seasoned, that's the only way I can say it. I won't say older. Um, cause old isn't necessarily bad, but season means that you've been there, you've done that you you're experienced and you hang out with those old older people, more seasoned people, they can pour in, in a way like almost kind of like they have the, the life hack. That's the, that's yeah, the, yeah. The, the current, uh, um, phrasing. They have the life hack and you, you can ask that person and say, Hey, you know, what is this being? man? We're a young parent. We're not getting any sleep. Where this, this, hey, that'll pass. Mm-hmm. Oh, my kid's not potty trained yet. What do I do? Hey, that's gonna pass. Hey, I'm really thinking about, uh, you know, switching careers. I mean, am I too old for that? Hey, let me tell you, this happened to me, and you can get such wisdom. So there's a lot of young people that they think they have it all figured out, and when you connect with people that have been there, done that, traveled, seen things. Had kids, young, had great grandkids, lo- loved, lost, you know things like that. You really can get some some wisdom. Yeah. I think those multi generational um, friendships are extremely valuable in pouring into you. With that line of thinking, I mm-hmm. have my my second question for you. Sure. So um, this could get deep, or it could be surface, but I was just kind of thinking, you know, we talk about. Labor Day, and we talk about Memorial Day, and we talk about um, you know Flag Day, and and I I immediately think okay heroes you know we've got all these superhero movies and 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 we all have our own personal superheroes, and I would I would venture to say that most of us would agree that you you would say your parents or you know your grandparents and things like that. So we're going to exclude those people from the conversation from my my question. Okay, so my question is. Other than family members currently right now, Mm -hmm. can you name a few superheroes that are specific to you? So, you know, we've talked about this on the pod before. So, you know, we're talking about first responders and teachers um, and and, uh, nurses, firemen, you know, police officers, that kind of thing. So, you know, that would be sort of an easy answer. But some person, buddy, group that... Is, is that you, you sort of look up to. And I guess that kind of calls back to, you know, the very first pilot where we're talking about mentors. And it also sort of goes back to what you said earlier about your friendships. So are there anybody else that you could think of that are your own personal superheroes?
1: Yeah, and uh, I got emotional just thinking about it. Wow. It's uh, I might have to take a second. It It's really interesting... What pops in your head when you hear a question like that? And for me, it happens to be a supervisor I used to have Mm -hmm. who, uh, I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but uh, she's so smart and wise and friendly and thoughtful and um, very detail oriented. As a young professional, This woman in my life saw me grow a lot from like a senior in college applying for a job to being at my wedding, watching me try to balance carrying kids and having a full-time job. And, you know, she was always, always, always uplifting, real, very real, kind to my family, both my parents, you, our children, in a very subdued way, and, uh, geez, I'm sure she might be listening, and I don't know why the emotions pour out the way they do, but that's powerful. You know, you think of someone who watched you grow and uh, didn't know me in my childhood at all, but but met me in my young 20s, and I got to watch her, and what I really have always respected is that she would also ask my opinion
0: Mm
1: -hmm. of business-related things, of just day-to-day stuff, and... You don't get that. What no. a hero!
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: Richard David, why'd you do that to me? I'm sorry. I didn't... <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's it's tricky because there are you know there's good stuff in in your days and there's tricky stuff and to this day, even up to yesterday, she was pouring into me.
0: You know, during COVID, she actually would send words of encouragement and messages, and even dropped off some goodies here one day for me because she knew yeah. just as a business owner how bad that time frame was. Yeah, and I was, that's yeah. so
1: true. I was cleaning out my Jeep, and this is, tells you how long it was since I cleaned up my center console. We won't talk about that. <laughs> but <laughs> See I previous episode. I was episode. looking at my center console, cleaning it out, and I found a Ziploc bag with a note in it from when she – hand sewed us mask at the very, very beginning of the pandemic with instructions of how to take care of them and, uh, you know, guidelines for the kids mask and Hey, you send me a picture so I can see, you know, how they are. And it just kind of made me smile. Wow. Yeah. Why, why am I so emotional over that? I don't know. She's probably like, because you care. Julie, get it together. Yeah. I don't because know. Because she
0: cares and you don't find that authenticity you just don't find it and she's older right so she gets it she saw something in you that maybe you didn't see in you and she says this human who i don't really have a lot in common with cuz she's one of those gen xers or gen zers or whatever you are um but she saw something in you that was special so that's well, she's to be just valued. a fun
1: cool person like just fun and cool and thoughtful and uh yeah i don't know why that was the first thought in my head and the first person I saw in my brain. But yeah, I'd say she's a hero. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, I second that motion. I know who she is and she is, she does not miss a beat on the physical as well as the emotional. She's, she's one of a in great million. Person. Yeah. yeah. I would say, I mean, we talked about friends earlier. I would say my friend circle is pretty awesome. I have insulated myself with, you know, uh, Flashlights. uh, See the last episode. uh, They're always shining bright. Um, I call them fire starters. I'd say my staff members that I work with. um, There's a lot of heroes in in that group that come tirelessly and pour into other humans, specifically tiny humans, (laughs) uh, because our martial arts studio is primarily based on uh, on kids. Um, I'd say my business owner friends. heroes just because you know if you survived a pandemic and you still have a thriving business you cared enough to save it and you care enough to continue to serve your clients and i think that makes you a huge hero in in my world um i'd say musicians anytime you're feeling bad you can just put on a song Mm -hmm. to to change your 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 mood in most cases and same same you know switching anytime you're a little keyed up you can Put on, you know. I put on Yanni. I, I like Yanni for some reason, um, or David Lanz, or but something yet like that. You don't
1: like Bubble Bass, you know.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to sit in a pool of my own filth. No, we're not going to talk about this, okay? <sighs> yes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> what episode was that? What was the this last was the episode? the yeah. I, I, you know, here's the thing. I had interaction with one of the FCA leaders last night. Our son, um, he leads the FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, at. Um, his middle school with a couple of his friends and they had a meeting last night, a, you know, a FaceTime meeting with those boys at like nine fifteen or something like that. And one of the other dads who was, you know, sort of overseeing it, you know, he was making sure that the kids were going to say it. He was asking their input about how they could read the questions or what questions they should be asking or what the order of the program should be. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Because giving a, a child, basically, a teenager or a preteen, a chance to comment on how the, how the meeting is going to go mm-hmm. is huge. Because most adults wouldn't do that. They'd say, okay, this is what's going to do, and you're going to do this second. And they were talking about changing the whole thing. And he would say, well, what do you guys think? And it's like, it was real. It was pretty awesome. I'd say that when you get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and go to a middle school and try to teach people about Jesus, that's
1: a big public middle school. And I know the family you're speaking of, if you're in Western Maryland and specifically in our town, you know this family. Yeah. They load up as many middle schoolers as will fit in their massive van and drive them to our kids. They leave their house at 7 in the morning. I would say that family is a hero.
0: And here's the thing. They also, in the summer...
1: Yeah. They do a backyard yeah. Bible school. In their and whole house. The mom was talking the other week at a soccer game about perhaps, perhaps doing a youth like Friday night. I think she said Friday night type program um, to fill a void in that particular age bracket for boys and girls. Yeah. I mean, heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Heroes. I mean, there's so many people that I don't think I could do what I do without excluding you know family members and kids and things like that you know teachers guidance counselors that have me come in and speak um, you know my what I call my my team my team of like HVAC people electrician plumber you know all of those people that I can I can call and literally if there's a problem with plumbing which again we've talked about this before I I, I struggle in that area um, I can pick up a phone call and and if there's a problem with a leak or something, my superhero plumber shows up, and boom, he's right there. I mean, in my opinion, in my world, um, you know, he's a superhero. And I'd just say, after the perspective I gained from, from you know, leading the worship service uh, last week, I think pastors are heroes. I mean, I really do, where they get up every week, and they, number one, have the responsibility to deliver the word but also they have to try to keep it fresh and entertaining and interactive so people aren't, you know, let's face it, how many times have you been to church and you've seen people nodding off or making a grocery list or on their phones, like they're not present, you know? Um, And in a year or a current age where we have a distraction in our pockets, no matter where we go, that's gotta be a tough, it's a tough thing. So Mm -hmm. I'd say the pastors are heroes. And Last but not least, in in my world, I would just say my fellow martial artist, you know, I've been on a couple martial art podcasts, especially recently, and uh, I've got one, his name's Jason Flame, he does Master Motivation. Um, He's he's just trying to do good things in the world, and I I think that there's a lot of people like that currently right now that are trying to pour into other humans, and their message gets lost because there's so much junk out there and so much hate and divisiveness, Mm -hmm. and You know, it's, I don't know. I think a lot of those people that just wake up and tirelessly do what they do um, are heroes. They really are. So,
1: anyway. Agreed. Whew, that was a whirlwind episode, David. I know. My gracious.
0: Should we even talk about couch crumbs? I mean, geez, how much worse can it get?
1: Well, I wouldn't say worse, but emotional for sure. And, um, you know, guys, if you couldn't tell... We truly have no idea what the other person's gonna ask us and when things hit us like that. Yeah. It's and real the emotion, yeah. I uh I I am. Um, yeah. I trust you listeners with my vulnerability. So yeah, hopefully that hits some of you today and we're able to make you think a little bit. All right, couch crumb. I have like three this week.
0: <laughs> I have a bunch too, but I, I tried to limit it to to one.
1: I'm going to do my most lighthearted couch crumb because, just because, and here it is. Have you ever gotten off of work and rushed around to take your kids to place and barely make it in time? And then the skies open up, and you get rained out, and then your whole evening's completely shifted. (laughs) And then you have to make up said soccer game at a later time, which makes the next week even more congested. That's my couch crumb of the week, because I have.
0: Oh, my gosh. I know exactly what you're talking about. We literally, the game was supposed to start at 6. We're supposed to be there at 5.30. The skies opened up.
1: At like 5.27. And and
0: we're there. The radar says it's supposed to be gone by Mm 6.00. And we're all in our cars, both teams, all the – Pounding down I mean, down everybody in. is right there ready to go. Yeah. And before it even gets to six, they're like, ah, we're calling the game. And it's like,
1: what? No, oh, we're all we're here. here. They're like, everybody's the here. The jerseys are clean. Like, yeah, please, yeah, yeah, just yeah. let them go play. Just wait a little bit.
0: Wait a little bit. And they have lights. They could have – I don't know.
1: I don't know. If, we don't know the we, whole story,
0: but – If we know.
1: were doing it, we would have been like, just let those kids play. It's fine. Well, It's, fine. it's soccer feel tough it's okay if they're a little muddy well it's okay
0: here's the thing like it would just you gotta wait till it you know lightens, lightens up, up a, little a little bit but yeah. the radar said it was supposed to be mm-hmm. gone by six yeah so, so i don't know
1: i had multiple couch crumbs but there's I know. one of them
0: that's a good one that's yeah. a good couch crumb because i think we've all been there parents running kids we've all been there or as a as an athlete you're all geared up you're ready to go yeah. like let's go like that is a, that's mental too and to have it cancel last minute that kind of stinks yeah. um so mine is, I was at a recent event, I'm not going to be very specific here, and got a chance to interact with um, people that I went to high school with. And, you know.
1: Hmm. I <sighs> you know where you're going with this.
0: Some people.
1: Never, Have not left high school.
0: Never changed,
1: man. They haven't. They haven't left it.
0: They never change. They're still. They're right there. They're right there 20 some years ago in their little clicks and in their Mm -hmm. little comments and just, it's just, you know, and I put this out on my social media pages not too long ago for rando speaks. And, um, usually everything I put on there is positive. And it was just sort of a public service warning Mm -hmm. to be real and hang out with real people because fake is just as prevalent as hate right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. Because people smile, and as soon as you walk away, they get in their little click and they're talking about you. Or they're talking about a situation or your kid or, you know, if you don't wear the right shoes or have the right lawn chair. I mean, the the sitting chair to watch your kid play. I mean, this is crazy stuff, man. You know, welcome to high school for adults. And you know what I'll say? If you look at life the same way you look at life when you're in high school, if you look at it now, you have wasted your time. Mm -hmm. You have not evolved. You have not grown. You have not got to that mountaintop of perspective to say, you know what? If we just be nice. I mean, it just doesn't, you know, be nice. It just be nice. So that's my couch chrome. I
1: agree and I heard it and I know exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, if we can't be nice, as the old adage goes, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. And that's okay.
0: And that's, you know, yeah. Anyway, so that's all. The, that's all the details. It, I'm you.
1: Can we flip it? Do you have a prop? Your feet up? I do. Okay. So within
0: an eight-day stretch, Julie, I, um, I, I delivered the message at a at a, at a Methodist church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spoke at an elementary school. I did a team build with a um, you know a public service organization mm-hmm. here locally, and I spoke at a federal correction institute. That's
1: right. Over eight days, and that speaking at the correctional. Institution was one of your bucket list items.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that that definitely was a bucket list item. I've always wanted to go in and and speak to an audience that might not want to hear your words. That they're there because they have to be there. Yeah, they're and they're I held
1: they can, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. They're not. And
0: yeah. my my thing is I'm always looking to challenge myself, either physically or mentally. And as a speaker, it's sort of the next step for me. Like, okay, go into a place where you're unwelcome, you're different, you you dress differently, and nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Go. Let's see if you can keep their attention. Let's see if you can go ahead and get some head nods. Let's see if you can get some applause when you're done. Let's see how good you are.
1: For that to be your prop your feet up, I'm just going to ask, what did you learn that day that you didn't think you would learn?
0: Oh, jeez. Do we how much longer we have on the podcast? No,
1: it's our podcast. Go ahead.
0: Perspective. Um, well, I mean simply, I was rushing that day going from one event to the next and hadn't eaten lunch, swung in to a local fast food place and got a hamburger, uh, and realized that every person I was about to talk to could not do that. Mm-hmm. And Freedom. there were so many different checks of just to get into the building. Sure, shoes off, no belts, no metal, no phones, no watches, nothing, zero. Could not take anything in. Um, and then also on the flip side of that, because of COVID, these people still are not getting family interaction and people to come and th- yeah. you're not getting like quality time with their families, yeah. um, regardless of how you feel about them as as in their crimes and stuff. They still are human beings. That's right. So. Um, So me being there is probably one of the only people they've civilian people they've seen in quite some time. So that made me very, (laughs) uh, I guess, a commodity that was probably better received than if I would have gone in, you know, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, of just a nobody. You know, um, but everybody was curious who I was. I know that, and uh, you know, just safety. I was the only one without a vest on. Yeah. Uh, or without any kind of weapons. Um, no radio, no keys, no deterrent of any capacity. You know, I did take a tour. So I actually went into a housing unit with um, around, I guess, around 100 inmates. inmates. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was interesting. So I, I don't know. I think... When I write my next book, this will be one of the chapters. Mm-hmm. And if you've been an avid listener, um, you know a couple episodes ago we talk about inadvertently going to a biker bar. So I think the chapter is going to be biker bars and prison cells. I think that's what it'll be called, or something mm-hmm. like that. Something, yeah. So, um, and it's it's not a bad thing. It's just perspective. Perspective. And again, we talked. I mean, just loops all all the way around here. For some reason, we've been doing that a lot lately with our with our podcast. But it just goes back to age. Like you can't get that perspective when you're 19. Right. You just don't have it. Because
1: you're sizing up people by what they look or maybe a mistake they made in the past. Or how many
0: Instagram followers they have. I mean, let's be real about this here. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's something I'm not very good at. And that is social media. Because, you know, I, I have speakers all the time that like they'll go and they'll... They'll record stuff when they go in, and they record on stage, and like I'm not there. I'm I'm in the moment. Like I don't know. I blink, and three hours goes by, and I've talked to a line of of, you know seventy five hundred people, and I've tried to make those connections. I'm not filming that. I mean, I guess I need to hire somebody to come and (laughs) fall and film all that stuff, kind of like Gary Gary V does, Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm not to that level. I just want to be present. I don't wanna to have to worry about that. I don't wanna to have to worry about being fake because I yeah. feel like I'm being videotaped. Like I just wanna be real. And in that moment, in that prison where you cannot leave,
1: yeah,
0: where your safety is in in it's Possible. being questioned, mm-hmm. you know, are do you still know who you are and are you still there to serve those humans? Yeah. Because that's why you were there anyway. That's why I was there anyway. To try to make somebody think, and I think anytime that I go and speak somewhere, that's the goal. If I can make somebody sitting across from me think, whether they're there by their own free will or there because, guess what, that's where you are that day, you know, then I think I've, I've done my job. Yeah. So anyway, that's my prop your feet up moment that I was able to do all of those and speak to all those different groups and still gain insight and also grow from those experiences. I think that's great.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. What about you? I alluded to it earlier, but my prop your feet up is that my folks were in town for grandparents day at the local elementary school. So my, my mom and dad live a few hours away and I left work a half an hour early to go fishing, and then to take our daughter to musical theater class. And and I went for a walk with a friend that night. So making time, making time for moments. Um, I could have just let it be my dad and, and our son, but, you know, in my brain and in perspective, um, at my previous job, I wouldn't have left early to go do that. I would, I would have felt, you know, like, oh, no, I can't go do that. And perspective teaches you, uh, yeah, you can. And, yeah, life's too and, short yeah, to miss it. Yeah, go for it. So, um, yeah, we caught we caught some some good fish. I got four that night, four little guys. And my dad got this massive um, uh, largemouth bass and Lawson about fell over because it was in the most unassuming... Um, it's, it's our, our small city. We were like kind of city fishing, I guess you could say. And it was, yeah, it was definitely memorable. It was short. We were there less than an hour, but we made it happen. And here's the question. Yeah, did you catch good. any piranha? No, no, okay. we didn't. None of Meatball's descendants. <laughs> yeah, no, we have not. <laughs> Meatball. We, we have not, but whoo, how it was an episode, Richard.
0: Here's the thing. We're, we didn't make this to be fake on here, yeah. right? So. Yeah. And we are. it's real stuff. Yeah, And you're welcome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, not like as in, thank like you, you're, you're welcome. Not, you're not Maui. As in, yeah. you are welcome. You are welcome to share. And hopefully you have created a space, a couch, a stoop, a long distance relationship, whatever, where you can share your victories with other people. I mean, that's the whole point yeah. is to share the victories of life perspective and, you know, mentorship and heroes. And
1: yeah, yeah, if we didn't intentionally pause to do this you and i would have not had these conversations and that enriches our relationship as well and it just uh yeah it's all good stuff so thank you guys for being listeners thank you for joining us on the victory couch we are excited for where this journey takes us and uh, if you would be gracious enough to send us uh, a message or, or give us a review if you have not done that yet Please just, again, pause us, take a second, do that. It really allows others to experience the authenticity that we're trying to bring into the world and to encourage. So thank you, Victory Couch Potatoes out there. We (laughs) appreciate you so much, and we will catch you next time.
0: Bye, guys. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch Podcast. You can follow The Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on The Victory Couch.